On this episode of Deep Thrones, we offer a spoiler-free look at what could be expected from House of the Dragon. We break down our final predictions for Season 1. We take a look at the mysterious character Myceria the White Worm, and we discuss the in-development Jon Snow show, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Deep Thrones. This is the most special. The most special. We're sitting here one week away. One week. We are, it is, what is it? It's August 15th right yeah. now? Yeah, that sounds right. 14th. Sunday, 14th August, August. Oh wait, no. We Monday, August tomorrow, 15th. the 15th. Wow. Yeah. time. And then next week, the 21st, the first episode of House of the Dragon. Uh, but... This is Sims, and I'm his partner, Sheedy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my Jerry's are going. I, yeah. I just forgot to even say who we were. Um, it's been a long time. I mean, we've been... I've been waiting for this since Game of Thrones ended. Like I said, w- this was a story that I wanted to be covered from the beginning. House of the Dragon, I think, the, the or I guess the Dance of Dragons, House of the Dragon is the name of the show, but it's specifically covering the time that is known as the Dance of Dragons. Is uh, It's a rich story. Uh, and it really kind of sets up the decl- well, where the Targaryens are when we watched in Game of Thrones. Sort of, in a way, the downfall of the Targaryens. Yeah. So it's a significant point in Westeros history. And I think that, like, I don't know. I'm just I'm ready. I want to be back in Westeros. I missed it. I missed the little world. Same. And and you know what? Before I nerd out too hard on Dance of Dragons, there's been some actually awesome Game of Thrones world, Westeros world news going around. So um, I know you were really excited for one in particular. The Jon Snow Show. I'm really, I'm really excited about the Jon Snow Show. So we don't know what it's called yet. I guess Snow Show. What if it was just called Snow Show? The working title is Snow, according to George R. R. Martin. Oh wow! So essentially, and this is all according to George R. R. Martin on his blog. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like called like this is not a blog. He's a super silly guy. <laughs> he's, just, he's a super goofy guy. He just needs to get back to writing. Yeah, books. yeah, he does. So he's never gonna because these shows are making money. But he confirmed. These rumors leaked that HBO was working on a sequel to Game of Thrones, which is, of course, going to follow the the life and times of Jon Snow, I guess, which there's any number of areas where they could go. But what George R.R. Martin confirmed was that it was actually Kit Harington's idea. Wild. Kit Harington came to HBO with his own team of producers and said, hey, I have this concept uh, for a show. And, of course, you know... I think HBO, which is chopping at the bit for Westeros content, was like, okay, you know, because they want to build that Westeros world. George R. R. Martin said he actually sat down with Kit's team and they hashed out some things where it could go. And um, so I think now would be a fun time to discuss where could it go. One, do we want a, sh- a show that follows Jon Snow? I think we can discuss that. I think it's fair to discuss. That, that is fair to discuss. There's a number of characters that other people might follow in a sequel. But they didn't go to HBO with an idea, and Kit Harrington did. <laughs> so that's just sort of the way the game is played. Yeah, b- before I rip into this idea, because I, I personally am not the biggest fan. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm a fan of any content related to Westeros and Game of Thrones. So let's just make that clear. Whatever it is, I right. will consume it. Book, show, blog, whatever. <clears throat> that being said, I think that the other storylines that they're working on um, are way better than this one. I think House of the Dragon's the flagship, right? I think House of the Dragon's going to kick everything off great. A Thousand Ships. Um, oh, yeah, the uh, Corlys Valerian show? No, so that's Nine Voyages, oh, which right, right, is right. also going to be sweet. They uh, cha- So they changed the title of it, I believe, to Valerian. 
They changed oh, really? it because they? they said they didn't want to confuse people with thousand ships. Oh, really? There's like too many okay. numbers because okay. you know people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, a thousand ships, which uh, it will be kind of like the Nymeria. how Nymeria and how Doran became Doran and all that. So that'll be cool. Um, there's another. There's there's more that they're working on, but I just like yeah. all those ideas better just because they're fresh takes. They're spread out. Um, you're not dealing with a sequel of something that was that ended poorly. poorly. And well, that's I think that was what I was predicting was that Kit Harrington. Uh, there was a lot. Remember after the show ended, Kit Harrington went to rehab, and it wasn't for drugs or alcohol it was for he was going through it and i yeah. think i think a lot of those actors were like what the fuck was that what yeah. was that ending yeah. and i think that maybe he just sat there thinking like it could have done this could have done that and it's a sequel so unfortunately he has to deal with what was but it's like what could they do you know uh he's north of the wall with the wildlings the last we see him in game of thrones right is it gonna be does he become the king beyond the wall do, does he go to the land of always winter and, and find the old temple and try to figure out, you know, does he try to, is Kit Harrington's idea, let's give the people what they wanted in terms of history of the Night King and why that guy existed. Does he become like a Night's King? Does he start warring with Sansa? Does Sansa even come into the show? You know, that's the thing, too, is all of these actors yeah, have sort of graduated many... from Game of Thrones. Right. Is is Tyrion going to be in it? No, I mean I don't. I can't see Peter Dinklage putting the putting the you know hand of the king pin back on and coming back. Would he be able to get Bran? Probably. I haven't seen that kid in anything. <laughs> Easiest job in show business. He sit there and look stupid. Well, Bran. You, you got to think Bran will be heavily involved just with his ability to to work and like see things north of the wall. To me, to me, and I, I am sort of the ultimate optimist, and I'm also like the whore for content. You know. Hashtag whore for content. Um, I <laughs> heard it here first, folks. Yeah, you heard it here first. And I think that like the excitement of what it could be is what I'm excited about. I want to know like what the mission is. And I think maybe White Walker shit people are a little worn out with just because it ended so poorly. But I would love to see him up at like what's the sea up there where like there might be ice dragons, shivering you know, the little sea. shivering sea, and, or, and then the land of always winter, that weird bridge crossing thing. Like there's so much north of the wall that the show really doesn't cover. Uh, Game of Thrones, that is, that like that could be an exciting angle. But what's his motivation? He he really has he, zero he motivation. Yeah, he's right like now. he's like retired right now. He's retired, and they really <coughs> fumbled. There was so much Jon Snow potential post death because if you look at Beric and Darian in the show, he talks about how every time he comes back, a little piece of him is different. With Jon, they didn't do that. He he sort of was like, oh, oh, he stabbed yeah, he me, was... and then he hung Ali and was like, all right, let's go get Winterfell from Ramsay. Yeah. They really could have played into like. What is his new purpose? Like, is he tired of fighting? You know, he does the whole... Well, again, they, they rushed through everything at the end. So all, no the, all those that. nuances that you could have done in character development, it for every character, it went out right. the window toward right. the end. I, I do think there, there are a lot of interesting angles they can take it, and a lot of which you brought up. One that I was thinking about that would be kind of cool to see is if he, like, runs into Igret's family or something. Yeah. That would be, be pretty cool. wild. That would be neat. <clears throat> Papa Eags. Papa Egret, <laughs> Papa and Mama Eags. <laughs> also, uh, I'm thinking like, okay, he goes up north. Of course, he doesn't want to take on any responsibility because from the beginning, he didn't even he didn't even really want like to be king. I or don't anything. want it. Yeah, I don't so, want it. But the wildlings respect him. They followed him to Winterfell. Right. They followed him south of the wall. So he'll probably get elevated to some high status amongst that. I elk. mean, he 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 was more wildling by the end of the show than he was crow, right? Yeah. I mean, he like became their guy. Him and Tormund became boys, 
And I hoped I, I, that's honestly they would have to secure Tormund for this show. I mean, if it's just John with no Tormund, it's tough. It's yeah. like people would be like, in order for this show to work, and again, it's in development, which in show business means years nothing, away. Really. It yeah. means nothing. It means HBO likes the idea. Uh, they like the concept of the idea, and they're like, all right, let's kick around ideas to see if we can get this thing. I mean, think back to the Long Night thing, show they were going to make about you know a thousand years before Game of Thrones. They shot the pilot and spent $20 million, and HBO said, nah. And dropped that yawn. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, D- DC yawn, just dropped Batgirl. They, they, well, they had the done. whole season. Yeah, they might have, movie, to drop, yeah. they might have to drop Flash, because Ezra Miller is fucking... <laughs> that dude, guy's psycho. He man. is fade on sight. He yeah, is, he's, he's running around like Ramsey, just yeah. like stabbing people. And it and, all started at a karaoke bar, which, honestly, we need to start investigating these fucking karaoke bars, because people are just <laughs> swinging for the fences. Someone's got to shut those down. I honestly hate karaoke. We need an FBI raid on all karaoke, karaoke bars. bars. Dude, easy with the fbi raids lately jeez <laughs> this two two hot button topics <laughs> hashtag I, whore for content hashtag, hashtag whore for content hashtag controversy uh i think the the snow show though i am really excited about a lot of potential i mean can aria make a, a an appearance 100 percent think so yeah or or that boat just crashed she's dead she's at the bottom of the west she's at the bottom of yeah, the ocean she's, i mean yeah i don't know that aria makes an appearance i i think sansa does uh, she has i, I mean that's the thing does. they have to seal like I think that in order for Game of Thrones fans, or I guess Westeros fans, or I guess even a Song of Ice and Fire fans, we'll say even, to get into that show, if there's no Tormund, people will be like, okay, so what happened? You know, yeah. it, it, you, and I think HBO knows that, and they got the bag. I mean, none of these actors will turn down. the. I, I mean, they could swing Dinklage for a few episodes, too, I guarantee it. If they do a, a sort of what's going on in, in King's, King's Landing type Landing. thing. Uh, you know, and there is a lot you can do north of the wall, like I said. I'm, But... It's just a matter of we don't know uh, George R. R. Martin won't go any further. He said, I won't tell you what the idea is. I can't even tell you the producers that are attached to it because HBO is very tight-lipped about Thrones content. But Kit Harrington came up with it. George is involved. He loves TV. George is, he loves, you know he loves those Comic-Con panels when he gets oh, to sit man. with those actors yeah. and actresses. He loves doing anything but writing the final two books. It's probably hard, you know? I mean, it, yeah, it is. But, like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's. I mean, the I mean thing, waking up every morning and going to work is hard sometimes. But so, you gotta... I was reading that every book came out about two years apart. Now, this one's, what, going on, like, 10 or 15 or something like that? 15. 15 yeah. years. And you got to – there's another book that's supposed to come after it. There's no chance it's getting done, man. I, I am never really finished the books, so I want you – and the book people out there to, to just accept it. It's not happening. Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You've been watching the show. We, we've. I, I can't even tell you how many hours I've invested reading those books. And they're, they're just going to be like, yeah, no, you're good now. Well, he's got some really close-knit uh, ghostwriters, doesn't he? Yeah. Could they yeah. finish it? Would you be against that if George were to... You know, God forbid, pass away. I mean, they're they're pretty good. I, I don't think that they I would worked, be against I think, that. They did the lion's share, I think, of Fire and Blood, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Based uh, just on George's. And um, uh, The World of Westeros or what it was. I love that book. Yeah. The World of Ice and Fire. That's a yeah. great book. Mm-hmm. I bought that book. It's beautiful. The, the pic- I'm a, I don't read it. I just look at the pictures. And it is gorgeous. <laughs> um, all right. So, way too early predictions for snow. I'm going to guess. I, I would like... Okay, so we did a poll on our Instagram. This was right when the, the news broke on the Deep Thrones Pod Instagram at Deep Thrones Pod. Follow us, um, and a lot. It was very mixed. It was almost like 25, 25, 25, 25. and it was Jon Snow becomes king of the North and starts like raiding, like uh, or king king beyond the wall and starts like raiding the North. Okay, and people like that. Or I said Jon Snow like 
finds that his destiny is to be king of the, of the seven kingdoms and like attacks Bran, which he wouldn't do. But I could easily, and I came up with my own idea. Okay, hear me out. Okay. It, and you could almost tie this to real life, right? Bran Stark can see everything. Mm-hmm. Would you want your ruler to be, I mean, it's sort of like privacy issues, right? Would you want your king to be able to see everything? I wouldn't. I'd be like, there's something. So what if a coup happens in King's Landing, people rise up, they overthrow Bran, and John is forced to act in a way. You know what I mean? That would be interesting. Yeah, but I don't know how much the small folk know that their king can see everything. Right. Though. They didn't cover it. That's why. They didn't discuss. Bran told people, I'm not I'm the three-eyed raven. And Arya was just like, cool, dude. What's up? <laughs> you know, I hated that. They didn't just, they, they, they yeah. discussed nothing. Yeah. Bran told Sansa, he's like, I could see everything. And Sansa was like, word, word, that's wacky. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably just thought he was stoned out of his mind or something. Even the scene when Jon and Arya reunite in season eight, and he and he like says, like, I died or something, and she just laughs and hugs him, I'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> please elaborate. Please, please elaborate. Go further. Uh, but my prediction personally, though, is uh, he, he tries to figure out what happened with the Night King, and I think there will be a Walker element. Someone be he, like what happened to Benjamin? He becomes like a knight's king, a hybrid, or he becomes the new knight king. That's mm-hmm. what I want. So I, I, I think I agree with you there. Um, I think he does. A lot of a lot of me is thinking like he's gonna get offered some sort of leadership role amongst the wildlings and turn it down, right? And just kind of go. He just wants to go fuck off and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And then and he ends up mixed up with with the White Walkers. The wrong crew, man. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 some version of Egret with like bright blue eyes, and it turns out she's like a White Walker. Ooh. And they like mm-hmm. make love. He turns into make love. Wow, how nice. <laughs> Dude, you know, this is a PG podcast. Smang sometimes. Or <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be a better me this podcast. So I agree. They make passionate, beautiful love. And uh, they bump uglies, and then they bump he, uglies. He, he ends up being a Night King. But then he also because he's got the Targaryen aspect, he gets like an ice dragon of some sort. See, now and we're then, talking. And then we're pretty much repeat. Drogon's in the mix, down. right? That motherfucker's yeah. still alive somewhere. He's doing something. That's exciting. I like that. That's a cool angle. I, th- I think do. you gotta. I think you have to. If you're gonna run this back, you have to kind of play more into the fact that he's a Targaryen. Now. I agree. I agree. I think that I 100. percent I think Kit, whatever idea he came up with again, he's working with producers. So there's like writers who are like. We can take your idea, tie it to the books, tie it to the lore, tie it to the history. Another, speaking of lore, just to change focus real quick, this is one of our more serious topics. We're just going to brush over it really quick just to talk about it because it is something that's been online. Steve Toussaint, who plays Corliss Valerian, said, he's like, there was some blowback when I got hired because he is, uh, he's a black actor, right? And Valerians are from Valeria, Valeria which yeah. is where Targaryens are from and all dragon riders, which usually have the white hair, The I guess, in this, does it even mention fair skin in the lore? I thought it was purpleized white hair. Yes, I mean, sometimes it does. It, it depends, like Targaryen specifically, they usually say like lighter skin. Right. But, I mean, there were thousands or hundreds of families in Valeria, yeah. so. And he said there was blowback online, which there will always be, especially for people who are like super hyper nerds about this. But you know what? I think it's a good thing. You got a little, a little diversity in these shows. Game of Thrones had next to none except for like Grey Worm and Masande and they did yeah. her dirty and Grey Worm went to Noth with the Unsullied to die of butterfly disease look into the history that was a bad idea they shouldn't have gone there <laughs> um, but yeah I think this is a cool thing I, I like seeing it I think and again Corliss the actor who plays him gets is putting in some work on the trailer he's like in a big brawl yeah and and we we talked about Corliss a bit last episode um, 
I mean, one of the most iconic characters in all of Westeros history. Apparently getting his own show. Getting his own show. Um, yeah. I, I think they did it right. They have the white or silver hair and the purple Their eyes. hair looks more white than Daenerys's did. Daenerys was yeah. like blonde. Yeah. I loved it, though. Oh, my God. Long blonde hair. Guys. When a, oh, she, sorry. She's in the past now. She's in the past. She she's doesn't exist. She's now. dead, she's dude. Jon Snow rearranged her guts, and that's, <laughs> and that's it. All right, and no longer a PGA yeah. pod. No, it's done. Walls down. There, I'm sure there will be. That so, was fast. That yeah. might be like a world record of rebrand. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I want, Allison Hightower is my new. She's my next uh, love, uh, my moon and my stars. Um, but and then our next topic we wanted to talk about was well, what did you want to do? You have anything you want to bring up? Um, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I think overall it really makes no difference in in the believability of of like guys when you put stuff on screen. It's it's going to be different. I mean, they, yeah, they're literally combining characters. They did it in Game of Thrones. They left out some characters. They combined some it's characters. It's a fantasy show. Yeah, Who I, cares? It's happen. You Quit know? being ner- there's dragons. Quit being nerds about it. Yeah. Allow there to be some cool diversity to, to sort of you know, uh, you, the characters don't have to look exactly how they look in the book. Even George R. R. Martin said back in the days of Game of Thrones, they said when you see the characters as you write them now, like when you write Jon Snow, do you see Kit Harington and he's like admittedly i've been with these characters for 20 plus years he's like so i see my guys i see how i envisioned kit harrington and that's honestly it's in the eye of the beholder all these shows are i know people who yeah. like season eight because it's spectacle and they like spectacle and it's like i don't begrudge them for that yeah. but they're wrong and they're stupid <laughs> well I, I yeah i i agree with what you're saying and i think as long as they're great actors which that's all from that all accounts that we've been reading everything's been Solid. Yes, and that's actually was what we wanted to talk about next was yeah. what we're reading. Again, probably a little bit of propaganda, probably a little bit of Sam Adams propaganda. Probably a healthy here. mix of that. Um, so two weeks ago, uh, there was a premiere in L.A. and it was a special premiere of season or episode one of House of the Dragon, and all the reviews have been stunning so far. Um, everyone's very impressed with the performances. Everyone's really impressed with the scenery, the subtle changes that they made to King's Landing, um, and, and you know the focus and the dialogue between the characters has been, from all accounts, spot on. And so um, I'm going to read a quick quote from one of the articles here. Um, so this quote is from Javier Marcos, who runs the fan site Los Siete Reinos, uh, which is... You know, Sorry. if you're in this, <laughs> no, 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 never apologize for cracking open a crispy boy. Um, but if you read these things, you know that site, obviously. But Javier has this to say: it has absolutely everything. There's a lot of drama, action, and tension. The performances shine, especially Matt Smith as Damon, Patty Considine as Viserys, and a sensational CM Brooke as Emma Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, end quote for a second. I'm glad to see that they're giving Emma Aaron a lot more character here because in Fire and Blood, she's really just talked about, no dialogue or anything from her. So that is cool to hear that they're adding some nuance to that character. Definitely. Uh, begin quote again. The technical aspects are formidable, as we already ex- suspected. Costumes, music, photography, and special effects. Cyrax and Caraxes look scary. End quote. That's awesome. And those are scary dragons. They're not like... Drogon, who was scary, but also it's like, oh, that's Daenerys's dragon. You almost felt comfortable with him. Like these are, these are some hitters. You know, these yeah. are some, these are some a dogs. Few have been to war already, right? They got some battle scars. They're old too. Dragons live to be very, very old. And I think something I wanted to touch on when you had brought that, you'd sent me that a little earlier. Um, 
is that you got listen they got the budget right and we if we know anything about hbo we know anything about how they feel about westeros what they've said about westeros and the guys specifically who are running this show there's michael miguel shapopnik mm-hmm. who is a veteran of westeros and then there's ryan cordell who's a nerd of westeros he's like us he, he loved the books and all that the imagery will be there the scenery will be there they're on record as saying you know they're not going to change the visuals from game of thrones because it's important for people who love westeros to feel like they're still in that world so heron hall is going to look like heron hall king's landing as we saw it looks like king's landing except the dragon pit's still there yeah well another thing too on that they made note to or they like went out of their way to make it look newer and shinier because this is like the high season of targaryens it's it's yeah it's it's earlier but it's also there's been 60 years of peace at this time lavish so like things are good money you have comfort you have you know spectacle and you also have a a steady like you know who's going to be king right yeah the comfort of there it is stable right it's stable and i think sort of what it comes down to is how will the writing be and Apparently, from what that guy saw, very positive reviews. George R. R. Martin on his blog again gave positive reviews. He's a little close, but still, um, I think that that's what it comes down to: is how will people, how will they put it together? Will these time jumps that they do be sort of clear and well written? Will it be confusing for people? I think that's going to be big, and I think they, I think visually we can expect nothing but the best. I think acting wise, we can expect nothing but the best, and what it comes down to will be the writing. And luckily, these two dudes seem to be in it for the long run. They like mm-hmm. want to be a part of something special. And I, I mean, this, we're not just saying this for the sake of the pod, but it has, I think, the potential to be better than Game of Thrones. Because Kit Harington and Amelia Clark sort of grew up on the show. Were they the best actors? I don't know. Was Bran Stark the best actor? I don't know. The older actors were great. Mm-hmm. Some of the younger actors we watched make choices on the show and sort of grow into their acting chops. Yeah. And be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... I, I echo that. I think it does have the potential to be better. And honestly, I, I'm i already loving what I'm hearing with, with the changes that they've done. I know I, I am kind of like a hardliner with sticking to the books and like trying to stick to that material as much as possible. But, I mean, one change that I've heard is that they're really playing up Rhaenyra and um, uh, Alicent being like really close friends right. while Viserys is still alive. Which right. I think, I mean, I think that adds to like the tragedy that comes later on. I think that adds a lot more drama. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I think you're right. I think that that's like, you know, I, I, I've heard things too where George R. R. Martin said, I'm, God, I'm, I've been reading this guy's blog too much. I quoted him like four times already. Bad girl's blog. Patty, it keeps, <laughs> keeps me involved. They said that King Viserys, he said, is written better in the show than he was in his books. Yeah. King Viserys yeah. was a very sort of blank guy in his books. And he said the show gives him personality. Even in one of the trailers, you see him sort of talking to young Rhaenyra, saying, like, you know, I I want you to be queen, but the Iron Throne is the most dangerous seat in the realm. And he, you can see he cares about his daughter. Yeah. But in the same trailer, you can see Allison seducing him. That, that whore. That absolute little, she seduces me, too. Just by showing up. I wish I... <laughs> just oh, by man. showing up. Just by, honestly... Don't even say anything. Open just... as soon as she steps foot in the gym. <laughs> Toes first. <laughs> Steph Curry with the Steph shot, Steph Curry, boy. I know. She's... Uh, uh, so, Allison Hightower, of course, and Rhaenyra, like Chris said, they, they both have younger versions of themselves in the show and then older versions of themselves. And the young versions of themselves in the trailers, in set photos we've seen are always together. It really does, like you said, play into their friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the trailers ends with uh, a quote. I think it's King Viserys saying it. 
our hearts remain as one. And then you hear, I don't know which one it is, but one of the, the women says, our hearts were never one. And then, of Oof. course, we see in another trailer, Allison pull a dagger on Rhaenyra. Yeah. Rhaenyra catches it. All of these, I assume, high-ranking officials standing around, jaws to the floor. And Rhaenyra very intensely says, now they see you as you are. It moved. <laughs> I, it was moving. Agreed. It was moving. I misspoke. No, it no, it moved. It moved. It moved. It moved. It moved. All right, well, I mean, I think we've set ourselves up well to continue on with the Fire and Blood story. This is, like I said, this is a relaxed fit episode, guys. You know, we're just, we're hanging out, we're drinking some Krispies, we're getting in your ear holes before next Sunday, uh, August 21st. Again, our episode covering it follows Monday, August 22nd, bright and early. It'll be posted, so you log on to our Spotify and stuff. We're very excited. But yeah, we're ready to dive back into Fire and Blood, and no spoilers. We're going to do our best to not spoil nothing. We're going to... There's, there's not going to be spoilers, but we are going to kind of give like an over overall like background on this on the rest of the story from here. Yeah, don't complain because no one likes it complain. <laughs> All right, so um, we left off with Viserys dying, um, which was where we predicted that season one. And you would can't. End. It's not even a spoiler. Everybody dies. Every yeah. Every, everybody. <laughs> everybody dies. All of us are going to be fertilizer someday. Everybody <laughs> I mean, dies. Some sooner than dies. others. Yeah. So now what happens? So, it sounded like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> so now what happens is you have these sides that were already established. Remember the Greens are the High Towers with Otto Allison. and Allison. Ooh, and that that scamp and Aegon really leading the way on that side. And then you have the Blacks with Rhaenyra, Daemon Targaryen. Uh, the Valerians all leading the way there. Sorry to cut you off. Aemon One Eye finally made an appearance in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, and he looks scary. You got that eye patch. He does look scary. He he's kinda, a very weird looking guy. I got, mean, he's a good actor, I'm sure. I don't know the guy at all, but he's a very weird looking individual. It 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 kind of like when I think of like Aemon and I think of Damon, and I just like I'm like they're actually they're like Viserys from Game of Thrones, except they actually like do shit. They're smart. They're powerful. Yeah, but they're also but they're also wild. That's the thing is remember what Varys uh, said about Targaryens. When one is born, you flip a coin, right? When we watched the show, there were like what four Targaryens: Daenerys, Viserys, Jon Snow, and Maester Aemon, right? Mm-hmm. In this show. There's like 50 Targaryens. So you got to believe, I mean, just playing the odds, 25, you know, 50% are fucking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So um, so Viserys is dead. Greens and Blacks are really recruiting to each side now. Um, you have a small council meeting that Alicent calls. Um, they do not inform Rhaenyra or anyone on Dragonstone that Viserys has died at this point. So you have the small council sitting around, some notable people at that table are um Larys the clubfoot strong um you have otto hightower who's the hand of the king you have kristen cole who's the leader of the um king's guard right and then you have wyman beesbury who's the lord treasurer merrick garland i believe was there merrick garland yeah i don't know who the fuck that is that's the attorney general he's got a lot of answer to do (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the the small folk demanded an immediate investigation (laughs) so so you can imagine i think this is going to be awesome to see played out on screen because you have people who at that table all swore oaths of fealty to rhaenyra as being the the uh succeeder to the throne and now these sly people led by the high towers are saying well let's let's slow down a bit we've never had a queen rule Westeros before um viserys now has a son aegon who is alicent's son as well 
Um, so they're trying to take complete control, install Aegon on the throne. Not to put you on the spot, Rhaenyra. how old is Aegon here? He's a, he's a young guy, right? like uh, 10, 11, he, 12? No, I think he's like 13. I think he's in his teens at nice. this point. Cool, yeah. good for him. Because um, I remember you know, one of his favorite activities, at least according to the book Fucking at this bitches. time, is um, getting drunk and going to whorehouses and... Doing all that revelry, so wow. I, th- I think he's like young teens. Dude, he just like me for point. real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> On God, hundred p, hundred p, no cap. Dude. <laughs> uh, you know what's fun? I, you, all those names Chris listed: Christian Cole, uh, B, 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 uh, Bruce Bees. Bees. Yeah. It's cool because these houses, like you know, and and the Starks and Lannisters will be there, but these are new houses that we really don't talk like Valerians and High Towers and. I even like think of characters from Game of Thrones that you liked that weren't significant, like Tarleys. I'm sure are around at this point, or even Alice yeah. or Thorn. Maybe his family was a significant family back then. You never know. I think it's they have a lot of potential to sort of do things where Game of Thrones fans can sm- can smirk and be like, "Cool, like I like that." You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you add more you add more color to these names that you've heard before or not heard before, and and you get you get a new idea ideology of what Westeros is like. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And I think that's the thing is Game of Thrones sort of shrunk it a little bit, but it's a country. It's a country with many different houses and families and, and people who believe in different things, and I think that a civil war like this can only happen if people really are hardline and believing certain things, and it's do you stick to your vow of, Queen Rhaenyra should be or Rhaenyra should be the queen. We already agreed to it. That was my vow. I'm a person of my word. Or a man, a, a woman can't be leader. It has to be a man, and that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, and so Beesberry is the only one sitting there that is staying true to what he swore to Rhaenyra, and, and it's going to create some problems, probably. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> no spoilers, but I'm sure it'll create some it, problems. It, it, We're going to do no spoilers. It's We're going to create no spoilers on that. <laughs> So yeah, so when when that scene comes to mind, um, I'm excited to see it. I think I think it's one of the integral parts that happens after Viserys dies and before the Dance of Dragons formally kicks off. Chris Chris discussed this last episode. Kristen Cole, interestingly enough, who becomes sort of the muscle for the Greens, was in an intimate relationship previously mm-hmm. with Rhaenyra. Yeah, and and he becomes the kingmaker and pretty much is the one to push Aegon. Aegon's name or claim to the throne. Yeah. So, as you see, there are these longstanding sort of little beefs that boil over and lead to war. And I watched one of the clips. They released all of this footage on YouTube. All of this... um, Trailers and... Yeah, and even like behind the scenes. Yeah. And I'm going to quote this guy. I haven't quoted him yet. His name is George R.R. Martin. And (laughs) he said, you'll often see the seeds of war, even in history, are planted in times of peace. And he's such a he is really knowledgeable about war, about tactics, oh, about absolutely. and that's what I'm excited to see is I, I'm excited to see ground battles while shit's going on in the sky. I really am. Yeah, he I mean, a, a lot of the stuff from Game of Thrones is based off of real life. I mean, like William the Conqueror, who was a Saxon who came into England and took Billy, it over. Billy the Conqueror. Uh, you know, like Battle of Agincourt. Like, all this stuff that is actual real history that he's just nerded over is now, um, you know, placed in, in this world of ice and fire. And being a, a history buff and following these stories is really cool. It's fun. Uh, and, and like I said, for me, like... It'd probably be more of a season two thing, but when they are fighting on the grounds and there's shadows in the sky, it's going to be awesome. But keep going, Chris, with your uh, so, details. Without getting into specifics with how that meeting ends, uh, Aegon's claim does end up being put forth by the High Towers. And now Aegon is being coronated. Again, Dragonstone, Rhaenyra, 
Um, she Valerian, has no clue her dad's no even one, dead yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one knows he even croaked. Is Damon with her at this point on Dragonstone? Or, or he's, uh, he's fucking da- off Damon is in the on the Stepstones fighting the war um, against the Triarchy. That's right. You you told us about that last week. So good um, call. <laughs> so um, weeks later, I think maybe I think specifically ten days later, but who cares? We'll figure it out on the show. They probably won't even talk about how long it was. But word gets to Dragonstone that. Viserys is dead. So now, Rhaenyra is behind the eight ball. Um, Aegon's been coronated. Rhaenyra sends out messengers to start recruiting people to her side. These messengers need to go on Dragonback to be fast enough, right? So now... You're but also, on Dragonback to be fast enough. But it's a really nice way to remind people power. of their vows. Exactly. It's a really nice way no, to... Listen, dude. Listen. Being Team Blacks... It's all about just like being fast enough, you know. It's if, efficiency. If if I get a notice in the mail that says like, "Hey, you've been selected for jury duty," I throw it out. But if it's if it's hand delivered to me from like you know, <laughs> dudes in bulletproof vests, I'm like, all right, I'll be there. <laughs> Good point. Good I'll point. be there. I'll be there on jury duty. So they so they send out um, all three of her sons. Their names, I think, Joffrey, Jace, and Luke. Um, Lucerus, Lucerus, and Joffrey. And um, the youngest one takes the shortest route, which goes to Storm's End. Supposed to be the supposed to be the safest. Uh, Rhaenyra assumed that the Lord of Storm's End, who was a Baratheon, was on her side through like her mother's I think her mother had like a father who was a Baratheon or something like that. But she just assumed that they would be on her side. Um, again, not giving any spoilers or anything, but because of how behind they were on the eight ball, you had information get to them from the other side. And so there ends up being a bit of a fiasco with, uh, I think it was Luke that went to Storm's End. A lot of politicking and a lot of people beating each other to the chase. Mm-hmm. And it'll lead to these sort of tense situations or battles or fights or even just sort of misunderstandings. But again, with no spoilers, just, you know, shit's going to be popping off now. Yeah, which, again, like, it's it's tough to talk about this stuff without getting into the details because these are some of my favorite moments, which is why I'm looking forward Save to... Save it. Save which, which is why I'm looking forward to House of the Dragon because these... these it's going to be so good. These things, like, almost in the beginning of the actual Dance of Dragons are just I don't, I don't know it's like some of the they best are they're really doing the homework they're, yeah. they're giving the dragons like they have personalities it's yeah. like when you get a dog your dog is different from somebody else's dog your cat is every kind of thing has its own personality mm-hmm. you know and these dragons all do like they said the two dragons you mentioned are scary some of the other dragons are probably more pretty and fun and stuff but they still can fight but there are some dragons that you don't want to fuck with yeah absolutely so um the Blacks, uh, Damon flies back once he gets word, and then he ends up taking Harrenhal uh, to set up a, a, a seat in the Riverlands and start getting all those lords and ladies on his side. Um, Jace goes to White Harbor and Winterfell to bring the north and onto the Black side. Um, Joffrey goes to the Vale in House Arryn and tries to get them on that side. So now you're starting to see how this shapes out. So the Blacks... Main seats of power are going to be Dragonstone, the Riverlands, the North, and then the Vale. And then the Greens, the High Towers being from the Reach, of course, so they have the power of the Reach. Uh, they have the Western Lands, which biggest house there is House Lannister. Uh, they're working on getting the... Um, 
well, Theon's house. What is it? Greyjoy's. Greyjoy's on yeah. their side. So, you know, they're starting to figure out who's who. Um, with the Baratheons jumping to the green side, now you have the Stormlands on their side, too. So you get this classic mix of houses. Um, Fighting for different. Almost, almost similar to what Robert and Ned had with yeah. the North, the Vale, the Riverlands versus the Reach, the Western it's Reds. Those, and it's funny, in history, those sides always sort of go toward each other, right? And that's that's something that we've seen in real life history. Certain sides sort of always go to each other and be like, all right, buddy, yeah. we're here. Uh, and I think what's interesting, too, is that it's not just um, black and white. It's not... Hey, I went to this house and, and got their loyalty. A lot of these guys are kind of like, oh man, I don't really want to get involved in this. Some houses will be more gung ho. Some houses will be more like, well, let's think about this. We want to get involved in the fucking civil war with dragons. And I don't think it'll be so much like, hey, battle lines have been drawn. It'll be a lot of black areas of gray, mm-hmm. a lot of like houses helping, but maybe slower to get there than others and being like, all right, we're here now, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's again, there's the realism that we love in a fantasy show. Which, quickly, before you go any further, I want to bring up, we have some new stuff we're unveiling next week. One, we're going to keep a surprise, but another one I want to talk about is a new segment. Uh, what, what do we call it? What would Lord Mims do? Or what would Mims yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. And it's essentially, it's going to be a new segment where I sort of bring up something from each the episode we're watching and say, you know, with Chris's history, or, or knowledge of history, knowledge of battle tactics, he's read, I mean, and listened to a shit ton, I'm going to be like, hey... What would you have done in this situation? It won't always be a battle. Sometimes it'll be a little political move or a family move or something like that. And I think that'll be a cool, fun segment. But keep yeah, and and everyone should just agree with exactly what I would do because I'm I know more than than anyone than anyone than about any- anything so. about most things. All right, so, yeah, so I'm glad glad we're on the same page there. Follow us at Deep Thrones Pod and, and message us how you feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, positive messages only. So. One of the cool parts, too, is now you have all this maneuvering going on from a high-level high view, but on the ground, on a very granular view, you have betrayals. You have families killing one another. You have people killing children, um, yeah. and, and it gets really, really gritty, and people, I mean, really start to hate each other. You see a real turn in a lot of characters, at least from, at least from the uh, Fire and Blood book, but like... Characters completely change. Yeah. Um, yeah. War changes people. Yeah. You look at the, the U.S. Civil War, right? And they called it brother against brother. It was a bit hyperbole because, you know, most people live in the same area. This Civil War is literally family against family. Aunt versus nephew. Brother against brother. I mean, Daemon and Viserys loved each other, but they had their quarrels. Corlys Valerian, who has done nothing but bring riches to the realm, continues to get overlooked and slighted. And he reaches a point where he's like, all right. You know, now it's my time to grab power. Uh, his wife, of course, Rainey's Targaryen, yeah, yeah. Uh, or I guess Rainey's Valerian. Did she take his last name? Um, she hyphenated yeah, Rainey's yeah. Targaryen Valerian. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the queen that never was. The queen that never was. That's his wife. She got overlooked. So you see all of these sort of uh, jabs at each other that build up over time, and then it reaches a point where it's a full out war between a family. And because this family is at war, all these other houses have to get involved. Yeah. And you're and imagine that. Imagine being like, well, now we got to get involved because this is our country. It'd be, you'd be frustrated. Yeah. And people get frustrated. People get frustrated about the fact that these nuclear weapons that are known as dragons are flying around, and we're going to see all that. And and one thing that's specifically tragic is you could be a family 
um, you know, in the crown lands or whatever. You're kind of trying to mind your own business. You swore an oath to Rhaenyra, so you send like a few troops. The Crownlands are—you're in the get, middle of the fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you send you send some troops to go support Rhaenyra, and then next thing you know, uh, Aemon One Eye shows up on Vagar to your fucking holdfast, and you're Just like torches it. You're like, dude, listen, I I didn't even I listen. Do I look like the type that would support a girl? No, yeah, come on. no, not me. And then next thing you know, he flies away. Damon flies yeah, over, exactly. and he's on. Who does he fly? Caraxes. Who is he's? He's like the dragon at this point in time. And then you got to talk to him and be like, listen, buddy, would I, <laughs> would I support Aegon? I don't even know the guy. Of course I'm Team Rhaenyra. <laughs> exactly. And then so I says to her, get off my fucking porch. Yeah, listen, dude, I'm just over here farming and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, you have the small folk are just getting absolutely railed by something that has nothing <laughs> has nothing to do with them in the long run. But uh, Small folk are just <laughs> kidding. Railed. <laughs> absolutely hammered. hammered by dragons. But we will, I believe, probably way late in the series, but we will see that tension with dragons boil over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, every... Listen. Spoiler alert. Everyone gets fucked. No one everyone, comes out of everyone's, this Yeah, I mean, come on. It's war. No one comes it's out of this war. Plane. If you... if Honestly, if any of this to you is a spoiler, fuck off. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love you. Jeez. We love you all. The seven or eight of you who listen religiously are our favorite people in this world. <laughs> So one one story that I really want to get specific on because I think it's really cool and I don't think we'll see it for seasons to come. So you guys will probably forget about that, anyways. <laughs> uh, but it, it became it became known as the sowing of the seeds, and it was kind of mid to late war. And Rhaenyra's side is trying to figure out how they can get more dragons so that they can take King's Landing and be successful. This isn't a major spoiler, but it's a cool thing. It I think is it's, cool, I think you're fine. Right? I think it's fine. Yeah. I think you'd say it. So, so um, I forget who it was specifically. I think it might have been Damon, but someone just pitched the idea of, hey, there's like riderless dragons rolling around the Dragonmont, and they, you know, if we can get them on the team, then we have like five more dragons. Exactly. And so Rhaenyra puts out this big reward, offering I think a knighthood and lands for anyone that can become riders of these wild dragons and hundreds of people die as you can imagine like if you're if you're a poor person on the streets like why not take your shot at this um but there are some that end up successful the the two big ones are off white and hugh hammer who end up being awful human beings and then you have nettles who is just like this poor fish girl and she ends up Feeding a, a dragon called Sheep Stealer, she starts feeding him sheep and ends up just riding him afterward, which is one way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then I think everyone else pretty much died trying to do it. Oh, and, um, oh, how can I forget? There's a Adam dude, of Hull. Right? Yeah. Adam of Hull, and he actually ends up he being was adopted yeah. by Corliss Valerian, who there are rumors that he was Valerian's son to begin with. But the show might have trouble, like make it like if he's half black, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I mean, he is." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, Adam well, of Hull does have the white hair and purple. Lord Mori of House in, WGN in books, might yeah. have to, <laughs> <laughs> and the results are in. You are the, you are the Lord. Dude, remember Mori when he when he used to bring out the people who had phobias, and the one lady had bring a, out the had olive foil, and he just goes. What? Why? So you're scared of olives? Bring out yeah, the olives. bring out the olives. <laughs> He's retired. I'm gonna miss that guy more than anyone. 
uh, I love. I him. still, I still watch he's the Mori Kanta. He's the best. So yeah, so so that's you know again, there's there's your high scale, high level type stuff where yeah. you're picking sides and you're trying to politically maneuver, and then you have these very real gritty stories where people are burning alive, are getting eaten by dragons, are you know, or you know, and again, like this is going to be naval battles. This is going to be sky battles, right? Dragons will be fighting while guys are on the ground going at it. I'm so hyped for that. It's going to be this element that's really cool. We're going to be seeing... It's going to be like the long night episode, but in the daytime, and humans fighting. So it's not going to be like weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and people aren't going to like be compromised to the point where they have like five White Walkers on them, but still like All you got to do is cut... Fine. If you cut away, they don't die. <laughs> so... um Without getting into any further spoilers or anything, that's that's pretty much how the rest of this goes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how the how the war ends. For all I know, it ends differently in the show. The, yeah, that's the thing. They have creative freedom. We talked about this. Uh, the the story that is told in the books is written by those two those two sources we talked about last last episode we recorded. And Chris, I want to ask you a question. This is a sort of almost like a Thrones for Dummies segment. I want to talk. I might say her name wrong about. I saw her in the trailer, and she captivated me. She caught my eye. Her Uh-oh. name is Miseria? Miseria? Miseria. And I googled her, Lady Misery, the White Worm. What do you mm-hmm. know about her? What can we expect from her? Is she significant? Is she not significant? So she she is very reminiscent of, of Varys in Game of Thrones. They said she has an, a vast spy network. Yeah, so so she starts out in Lys, which is a free city in Essos. And somehow ends up in Westeros. She starts an affair with Daemon Targaryen while nice. he, while he's married to um, Lady Royce. I forget her first name. She's very insignificant because he doesn't give a fuck about her. No, he's like banging everything else. Exactly. Um, but he's got she, a Pringles she, can she, and some sponges. And... She ends up whether it's through her network or with like using some of Daemon's connections. But she ends up working her way up to the court. Um, in King's Landing and, and on Dragonstone. And she makes some powerful allies. She still has um, her spy network that's very similar to Varys's little birdies, as he calls them. Um, in all but actual like title, she is a mistress of whispers. Um, and she ends up banging Damon, gets knocked up. Damon thinks, oh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and give her a dragon's egg. Gives her a dragon's egg. Which... You can't just give her a dragon's egg. Which, like, there's a... First of all, dragon's eggs are obviously rare because there's a limited amount of dragons. However, it is a symbol of Targaryen legitimacy. So if if you're out of wedlock and you have a girl that's pregnant, you don't give her a dragon's egg. You're basically saying that that's a Targaryen You don't give her your grandma's ring. You don't give her your, you know... (laughs) So, so that that is Maseria. Throughout the war, she stays on the black side. She ends up being the master of whispers for Rhaenyra and Damon. Rhaenyra eventually acquiesces when she ends up, whatever. Spoiler: hooking up with Damon later on. Yeah, it's not too big of a spoiler. I think we had already touched. They're, yeah. they're Targaryens. They're all fucking each other. Yeah. But King Viserys, I think it should be noted, was pissed. Yeah. We won't get into further detail about what he does, the route he goes, but. King Viserys, is, his younger brother, is constantly disappointing him. Mm-hmm. And does he take the dragon's egg back? He was like, you can give her a dragon's egg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, he's trying to hold everything together, and Damon is very much a chaos agent. Yeah. He, he thrives. I mean, he, he's reminiscent of Littlefinger's uh, analogy of chaos being a ladder. Yeah. Right? So um, I think 
You have you have those guys, even in real life, those people who are always trying to make stuff up and push advantages. When That's things are going treatment. bad for people, is there are certain people in this world who thrive when sh- when their backs against exactly. the wall? Exactly. So that that's very much Damon Misaria. Um, even like toward the even toward the end of the war is still very important, and she actually has a, rev- a revelation that she tells Queen Rhaenyra that pretty much uh, sends her spiraling later on. So she's going to continue to be an influential character, I think, throughout this whole series. And it will be awesome to see, because throughout Fire and Blood, you really don't get direct dialogue from this area other than that last part that I just mentioned. Right. So it'll be interesting and to see her on screen and she, actually yeah, she's like a main character. and stuff. Yeah. She's one of the top listed cast and crew. And um, I, I don't know if you mentioned this, but they said that her spy network um, uh, rivals that of some of the great spy networks in Westeros history. Rivals Varys' rivals Brendan Rivers, who was like a three-eyed raven, wasn't he? Yeah, so so Brendan Rivers was the three-eyed raven that we saw in Game of Thrones. But before he became an old, shriveled-up man that was part of a tree. Before he became a tree. Before yeah. he became a fucking root. <laughs> before he became Groot. Yeah. Um, he was uh, Hand of the King for Egg um, who, from the yeah. Dunkin' Egg series and was... One of the most influential people throughout the realm. I mean, he pretty much ruled in, in Egg's absence. He wow. saw everything. It, I mean, Bran, Bran is modeled after him. Bran being on the throne is modeled after Brendan Rivers. Ugh. Um, Ugh, <laughs> and man. and not to mention, he put down three Blackfire rebellions, which you know, no big deal, whatever. If I, if I swear to God, I hate Bran. I hate him so much. Well, I mean, Brendan was cooler because he Brendan, was the OG. I, yeah, that's the thing, and that's I, I hope to see uh, more prequels that cover these cool characters. And um, so, on the other side, the Greens have to have a master, master whispers too, and they have Larry Strong, aka the Clubfoot, and he is just like the epitome of sneakiness. I mean, is he? Uh, okay, yeah, he's slippery. He's, I didn't know if it's just like just based on the name. Strong again. It's a last name. It has nothing to do. I, I figured he was like beating people and being like, "What do you know?" But no, he's just like a Baelish. Like he's got yeah. the shoes are greased. Well, he's sliding in because he because he was born with a disability, aka the clubfoot. Gotcha. So he wasn't really the knightly type like his oh, his dad fight. and brothers were. Uh, but you were, I mean, you're right in that assumption. Usually the Strongs are like you have one that's in the King's Guard. You have one that mm. is the Lord of Harrenhal. Right. Um, so they're they're usually your fighters, but the clubfoot is not one of those. He's just he's 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 a sneaky guy. He's in the shadows. Um, there is some speculation that because of some of the information that Masaria gets and the blacks get later on, and vice versa, that Masaria and the clubfoot were in the same network and working together, pulling strings the whole time. Interesting. I wonder if the show will play with that. That'd be cool. I mean, it it, it really it really does remind you of Varys and Littlefinger. Yeah, they they would call each other like my friend and stuff. Yet you knew like Varys would say like he's the most dangerous man in the realm. Like I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Mm-hmm. And Baelish was always in it for himself. So that's interesting. I'm curious to see how they play that again. Guys, this just you get the political element, you get the family element, you get full on war, you get sneakiness, backstabbing, hot ass women, sexy ass men for the ladies. Where uh, we support all people on this podcast. Uh, that's <laughs> I'm very excited to see uh, how this turns out because, um, you know, Fire and Blood, we we you know how it ends if you've read the history books, but the show has leeway, they can do whatever they want, they could do whatever they want, yeah, absolutely. 
And 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 I think that's I think that's a good part to leave it because I agree. We've got a week. We got one week, seven days, and then Chris will be. We're doing a little viewing party like we did before. Chris will be here in the Deep Throne studio. Uh, apparently, we sometimes we can record at Chris's new house, which yeah. has its own little Deep Throne studio. Congratulations yeah. on that. I don't know if we touched on that, but I'm sure we touched on that. I last think episode. last episode, yeah. But, but thanks uh, again. We no, no problem. But uh, we um, are going to be here. We're going to watch the episode on HBO Max, which is where anyone can view it. We then immediately, August 21st, will be breaking down the episode afterwards. Raw emotion. We're not, we're, we really are focused on not getting caught in the season eight thing where we were real time reacting, which is difficult. All right. Um, so we are going to um, really sit and think. We're going to have honest discussion on this podcast, honest reaction. We're going to break down what we see. And then Monday, August 22nd, bright and early episode will be released you can listen to it on your way to work at work whatever so we would really appreciate it if you guys share um of course like rate i mean this is this is our our preseason's over at this point yeah we we do this for free we're not charging anybody anything we don't have a patreon or anything. i would i would not hesitate to charge we wouldn't any either of you fuckers because honestly a hundred people listening for free or three people paying a dollar to listen that's three more dollars than we had before <laughs> <laughs> that's three more mcchickens folks yeah we don't care we'll do anything uh but we do appreciate it the interaction we've had recently on social media awesome that honestly makes it fun like we're nervous yeah. we're just doing this shit for fun uh, this, this guy's just like carrying that that cross like a g well it's funny i do all of the instagram like posts but whenever anyone comments on it i make you reply <laughs> Well, it, yeah. it it goes both ways. I mean, um, I we, we were we were asked uh, a question. So this guy's more of the like the show expert. I mean, he's got it on right now. I, I watch I, the show. Really I have I, it, yeah. full disclosure. I haven't been able to rewatch Thrones since it season hurts. eight. I've probably watched the show through more times than you have, especially yeah. in recent years, because I just keep going. Yeah, and I and I'm I've read the books multiple. You times. You have a wife and a life. Yes, but I still, I'm, I'm a bookworm. I'm a, right. I'm a nerd. I respect that. that is. So, um, yeah, any, anything show related is usually we, we did get, Well, you got to ask the question, like, name this scene. And you sent it to me. I was like, oh, it's Blackwater. It's Battle Blackwater. Yeah, That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we played our strengths. But, again, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. We're looking forward to touching base again next week. Hopefully, it's nothing but excitement, which we yeah. expect that it's going to be. It's a pilot episode, which we've discussed this in the past. Pilot episodes tend to be the most difficult in show history. It's going to be a lot of character setups, a lot of unnatural. Like if I were to look at Chris, I'd be like, "Ah, Chris, that's Chris. That is my friend Chris." Yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. But these are professional show writers. We'll see how it goes. Uh, first two episodes, it's like Game of Thrones itself. Just stick through the first two. That's when they really catch their groove in shows. It's just how it goes. Uh, but I think that I think they're going to nail it. I hope they nail it. Regardless, we're going to be there covering it all for you. Do you ever you ever hear the the saying the hay's in the barn? No. Yeah. Oh, the hay like as in hay. Yeah. I thought you said hay is like H A Z E. No, no, no. Like like hay like, like so. I guess the like, hay's in the barn. If you if you're farming and you and you you know the end of harvest or whatever, you get all the hay in the barn. Yeah. That's when you're that's when you're like ready to go. That's when you're ready to sell or whatever your crops. So like that's us right now. We got oh, the hay okay. in the barn. We're ready to go for week one. Wow. Um, oh, dude. I'm, next time I'm banging a chick, when I get close, I'll be like, "Hey's." <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. The hay's, in the, the hay's get the hay is near the barn. <laughs> the hay the hay's getting close to the barn. <laughs> yeah, but we're very excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Anything else, Chris? No, the hay's in the barn. Hay's in the barn. Hey, yo, I don't even know yet. We're going to find out, but someone from the new show hit me up. The hay's in the barn. <laughs>